You're listening to Shane O on the radio, which is a niche media production. Any and all unauthorized use or broadcast of the material contained herein will be in breach of copyright. Hello there, good afternoon. I'm Shane O'Donoghue. You're very welcome to this Keeler 1930 podcast. Keeler 1930 is the club. It's the clubhouse. And in a clubhouse, of course, you have different rooms. So in these different rooms will be a celebration of some incredible men and women who have contributed hugely to the game. So we're building up this series of interviews, podcasts, and some video as well coming your way soon enough. Uh, Last week, we featured Ian Woosdom, who is now a uh, proud member of Keeler 1930. You're absolutely delighted to have him in. And that interview that we played last Sunday, August 2nd, was from an archive, really. It was an interview that we had arranged to do in Augusta while he was playing in the Masters Tournament in 2017, 26 years after his incredible win in 1991 when he held off the challenge of Tom Watson and Jose Maria Olazabal. And later that year, he would be inducted, not before time, into the World Golf Hall of Fame, an incredible fellow. But after we concluded the interview, in which uh, Woozy got a bit emotional, um, we had a lovely lunch um, with a lot of his friends. And the sun was beaten down. He couldn't be in a better place. And he said, you know, you should do an interview with Sandy. And I said, I'd love to do an interview with Sandy. And Sandy just happened to be sitting a couple of tables away here on the front lawn of Augusta. It's the Masters. It's a Saturday afternoon. And it's 2017. And he was alongside his caddy. And his caddy is a former PGA Tour player with an incredible backstory from Mexico, Esteban Toledo, who has won on the Champions Tour, the PGA Tour Champions and uh, became friendly with Sandy through that. So that's kind of what brought them together. And it's an interesting backstory as to how Esteban managed to start caddying for Sandy at the Masters Tournament. But here we were. And impromptu, sitting together, the three of us. And we just decided to have a chat. And luckily I had my little machine with me, so recorded it. So these interviews, like Woozy last week, and indeed every interview on Keeler1930, they're all unedited, and that's the way it should be, first-hand, as it happened. And this is what happened when I sat down with Sandy Lyle and his trusty caddy, Esteban Toledo. Well, here we are on the lawn again, Access Augusta, with a very interesting pair Masters champion from 1988 and European Tour hero Sandy Lyle and his caddy, a popular PGA Tour player, Esteban Toledo, who's been uh, a great player on the Champions Tour of late as well. But you're here because this is a dream come true for you, certainly last year, but here you are again. Well, I guess uh, he doesn't fire me yet. So, uh, I've been, you know, I tried for 27 years and, and, and tried to be, you know, play as a player in, in Augusta, and I want to see what's what it's like inside the ropes, but I never, never had the chance to play um, uh, for twenty, you know, for so long. And 
So I asked my wife, I said, maybe I should go down there and take a look as a caddy and see what is, I want to see what it's like inside the ropes. I want to get to number 12, and I want to look back and see how big is a crowd behind the tent. The, the so you were never here, Esteban. I mean, even no. though you could have come. I mean, PGA Tour players, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have access to this beautiful place but you wanted to come here as a competitor well I want to come over as a, uh, uh, as a player and I never had the chance at, at the age of 50 you know I, I know I'm not going to have a chance mm. so I asked my wife I said, maybe I should go caddy for someone and uh, so I asked Sandy Lyre if you know cause we're friends on the on the champion store and and I follow him for so many years you know and and uh, and uh, it, 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 I guess it took him a little while, and he said, okay. I was in Los Cabos when I got, got the phone call from uh, his wife, uh, Yolanda, and I was really excited. I told my wife that I was coming to, not as a player, but as a caddy, and I was, I think I was excited um, uh, as the same as a player as a caddy because I, we can, I can feel the vibration. I can feel what, it, what Sandy goes through, and, and I'm really loving it. Torture. I love it. <laughs> what was it? What, what went through your mind when when you got this kind of request, or you knew that Esteban was keen to do this? Well, I, I know where he's coming from. Um, you know, he's tried for so many years as a as a player, and you know, it's it's a very very hard tournament to, to get into, other than you have to win somewhere on the line in America. As you get later in years, as Esteban is now in in his uh, senior years, those chances are almost gone now. So, uh, you know, I think for myself to give him the chance, I knew he would love it. And I, I like him as a character and he's, uh, he would uh, love the moment. And, you know, it's, um, I'm sort of, I'm not competitive enough, I don't think, to, to win the Masters again. I mean, I'm too old now. But uh, to give somebody a chance to have the experience, what it's like inside the ropes and uh, doing the yardage and... And especially in the last couple of days, it's been uh, very testing conditions with the winds and what we have to battle. You've had to work super hard then with these conditions, those winds. I mean, they always talk about the swirling winds at Augusta National and the way that a flag won't flutter on 11 and it will be fluttering on the 12th. But it was extreme, that wind. I mean, did that make your job doubly hard, Esteban? No, you know, uh, Sandy... um Sandy knows this golf course so well. I, I really don't have to do anything, to be honest with you. It's just giving to the front what he wants and, and give the yardage to the pen and, and uh, pretty much done, really. I mean, I mean, nobody else knows this golf course better than Sandy. And, and, and for me to be right, just pushing me when I, when, you know, when he have to, it, it, it was really easy for me. Um, uh, I, I know we, we didn't butt well. That's the only reason we... Um, we missed the cut, uh, uh, but it, it, it's it, it's uh, I, and I'm pretty sure you know you know we we, we had a good time out there. I mean, um, well, I did because this is this is what this is what uh, what I wanted to do for a long time, and for Sandy to come up here and tell me, hey, I want you to carry the bag for me. It, I didn't think twice to do it, and I really don't believe if a billionaire wants to go that up here and carry for Sandy or anybody, a billionaire would have said yes. For me, I don't really care if I have money or not money. It's to 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 walk those fairways in Augusta and the Masters. During the Masters. During the Masters. And that is the key. That's basically the key. I mean, it's you can have all the money in the world, but there's only one way to caddy or play in the Masters as with a player. Mm. And I couldn't pick better 
player than Caddy, than Sandy. Really, be honest with you. I mean, it, we're friends, but yeah. but to give me the chance last year for my first time, you have no idea what it means. I remember to me. reading about, it and I thought it was such a charming story. So this is, I mean, it's fantastic for me to be here anyway, and I never, I never take it for granted. So here I am on the lawn outside the clubhouse, and uh, the big tree is over there. This man is wearing a green jacket to my left, which he won in sensational style in 2000 or in 1988. I beg your pardon. And for you, though, to be able to share that, uh, what's it like, though, for you, Sandy? I mean, how good is Esteban as a caddy? Oh, he's, he's very good. I mean, um, the yardage is always a tricky thing to, to work out, and he doesn't get flustered, and he gets the yardage, and he's quick and responsive. And, you know, I think about if, if I'm asking a little line or what club selection, I've got a lot of confidence because, you know, he's he's been there playing golf himself. You know, he knows yardages, and... And uh, it's, it's all good fun in the end, and it's a good battle, obviously, these last two days. And we look forward. I mean, if he has a chance next year, I mean, if he wants to do it, then we'll have another go at it. You see? You know, Sandy, uh, you're a friend of mine, and I, I'll be glad to do it any time, any day. I don't think I want to do any. I don't want to carry for somebody else. Mm. I want to carry for a guy that I, that I care, that is a friend, that I admire the 1988 I still, I want to see the shot that he hit on 18, but... With that 7-iron. Uh, yes, the 7-iron, but I didn't have the chance. I, 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 I want to be in the bunker when he yeah. hits the shot, but we didn't have the time this year. Do him a favor, just hit your drive into the bunker. I can't reach the bunker now. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly how far is to the bunker. It's, two, it's 298 from the back. You used to be able to hit that with a one-iron. I used to hit it in that bunker with a one iron, yeah, but the tee's gone back about 40 yards I since know. then, and I'm getting a lot of, little, well, 30-odd years on since I won the next year. It'll be 30 years. I know, it's unbelievable, because yeah. I was talking to Ian Woosnam, and, um, you know, 1991, it's hard to yeah. believe, but uh, Larry Mize is around here celebrating 30 years of yes. his incredible victory in that playoff. And, you know, we've all grown up yeah. watching those, and but you were the gladiators in the arena. But can you talk to me about... The friendship that exists and the Champions Tour is obviously this wonderful environment or the, as they call it now PGA Tour Champions yeah. and Greg McLaughlin is uh, obviously doing a nice job there and it's very progressive and so many heroes from well for guys like me mm -hmm. from my youth are playing on it but what's the friendship like and to be more specific what's the friendship like with you and Esteban how, how, how deep is it? Well, we've gone on for quite a few years. We've gone our different ways. I mean, I've been obviously playing in Europe and that. But, I mean, everybody knows each other in the Champions Tour. We've all been in there on the regular tour competing against each other. And then once the competing side of it falls away, you get on to the you know, friendship side of it. And I think the Champions Tour is a bit more like the friendship don't get me wrong, it's still very competitive. I mean, uh, Mr. Langer and a few other good names, they're up there every every week, and there's new ones coming along. Stricker every, and Flesh Stricker. will be arriving, and all these well, other recent 50-somethings. Stricker's had a little taste of it already. I mean, he's, he shot a very, very good three-round score at 19 under par in Tucson and, and didn't even win. And then he can get in the playoff. <laughs> to give you some idea, that's only in three rounds of golf, too. What is it that you like about this man, Esteban Toledo? Well, I think uh, he's always bubbly, and he's got lots of... I don't know where he gets the energy from. I need to find out what vitamin pills he's on or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's had a, a, a background at U, 
you know, it's not been a silver spoon in his mouth, put it that way. And he's had a tough, a tough start. And he's, and also he's very grateful for where he is right now. He's worked hard. And he's worked very, very hard, and he's done well out of it. You strike me as a guy who just lives and loves life. You appreciate every day, Esteban, because you know, like you've you've got a great backstory in yeah. how you learned the game, and then how you actually made it your job. And every day is a great day. It was. It strikes me because I see you smiling, and I I see you on TV, and I see you playing the Champions Tour now, and I I remember you so well, as we all do from the PGA Tour, you know. And for anyone to be on the PGA Tour, you've got to be good. You know what? It it's uh, you always believe you you you're very good in what you do. Um, but I think uh, uh, I think Sandy and I have have a great great pers- personality. Um, I'm trying to get my best image golfing as a person mm. because it's very, very important to have a, a wonderful reputation like Sandy has. You have no idea what the last two years that I've been caddying and they, all I heard is Sandy, 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 Sandy all day long. <laughs> and it's a legend. And to be honest with you, I think what Sandy has done for golf in Scotland or for the U.K., it's been terrific. It's a good role model. It's all I heard from years and years. And for me as a player, because I want to follow somebody who, who, who inside the ropes and outside the ropes be a humble person like Sandy is. He doesn't go to his head. I remember when he won the Players' Championship against Sluman when he beat him. And uh, I like Luma. Don't get Happy me wrong. 30th anniversary on that, by the way. Thank you very much. Ah, see, the kids have to remember all that. <laughs> yeah. And then in, in his, it is it is it is the image that's going to get you to the to the to become a legend like he is. And for me, I, I haven't won the Masters. I haven't won the Players and the British Open and, and so many tournaments like Sandy. For me to carry the bag for someone as nice as he is. What, what what he has done for his country, it's just remarkable. It is outstanding. Not because it's my friend, but but I follow him for so long. That is, and he keep doing that the humble personality that well, I think that's, not too many people have. That's, that's a lot to do with his upbringing. It's a lot to do with a natural. That's his disposition. That is his personality. And I often find, you know. Just studying you, Sandy, um, you know, winning the Open at Royal St. George's in 85 was, a, you know, a validation of your talent because you'd been a dominant European number one for quite a few years at that yeah. stage. But then to, you know, to win the Players' Championship was sensational, but then to win a couple of tournaments on the spin in 88, including mm-hmm. this magnificent tournament, to the delight of all of us, especially with that seven iron. Yet you are this kind of softly spoken, nice guy, but... Something inside, and I'm pointing at your stomach. There's like, it's getting bigger. No, it's not. No, no, no. But th- there has to be something in there which is fiery and determined and willing to kind of celebrate your talent in the in the most extreme circumstances. So, where is the fire? How, how do you hide it so well? Well, I, I don't really try and hide it. I mean, you, I think my dad was very much, I suppose, a little like what Arnold Palmer had. His dad was probably quite strong on him when he was coming up and you know and um, you know even when I used to go away as a young boy to play in some tournaments and that and 
my dad would say, you know, I have my spies out there, so you, you behave yourself, kind of thing. So I'm looking around every tree, so there might be some spies out there watching me misbehaving or something. And I was horrified one time at my the home course where we are that I, you know, eventually I threw a putter off the green, you know, give it a whirly bird, and uh, it landed against one of the hazard stakes and broke in half. And I was in horror to sort of think, oh, how am I going to explain this to my dad? I've broken my putter. You know, he's not going to believe me. I just sort of threw it off the green and it hit this, uh, you know, out of bounds post or something like that and it broke in half. So those are the sort of things um, that are kept in my mind that, you you know, you've got to behave yourself out. You know, the, the, the game of golf is uh, a lot bigger than yourself. I think the, the game of golf will smoke you out. Yeah, it'll definitely smoke you out. And, and it'll be a, an odd moment where you feel like, lashing out or whatever but you've got to bite your tongue and uh, control your emotions and and I think that's what you know the great players have done very well especially like of Arnold and, and I was always a, a role model for me in the earlier days of Gary Player and Nicholas was uh, the way they conduct themselves on the golf course and I've always been told to do that to the best ability. We mentioned, you know, you've humble origins, Esteban Toledo. You know, you did not come up with a silver spoon in your mouth, as uh, Sandy articulated. So what were the lessons in life that, you know, was, were passed on to you by your, your, your folks? Well, um, I think, uh, you know, my father, we didn't have anything. And I remember my father told me, uh, if you work hard, that's the that advice that, that I always remember. It's a, you're going to do good in life. And and uh, and I, I try the best I can to um, to work the, the the best I can and 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 to go out there in, in the public. It's important to the golfers, to us, to able to you know to accomplish our dreams, uh, winning or either family. Uh, I can see Sandy with such a great image, and and but I believe Yolanda is really involved in this mm. to keep him in track and 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 and, and 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 so he doesn't have to work all these things i mean uh, i can see yolanda putting all the things together for him to play good golf and and and, and my father told me that he said uh, and and a man's success there's always a woman behind and don't 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 forget that and and i think i can see you know one when I saw Sandy um, hitting that shot, I was in Mexico watching that shot that he hit on the, like this on the seven iron out of that bunker. And all of a sudden, now I'm caring for the person. <laughs> and that's, that's hard work, good dedication, good image, and, and, and dreams. And I have that. As I want to be as a player. Didn't, couldn't do it. I want to do it as a caddy, but I never thought it would be Sandy. Now I'm looking back. I'm now I'm sitting right next to you with you, Shane. That now I, I got all this. Even my wife told me last night. He said, uh, "Are you learning something?" He said, "Yes." He said, "I'm learning to be humble." And if you can do that, because it not just happen. It just it, you're born with it. And I think I think if you can do that, you you you'll be fine in life. You don't have to play better golf again in your life. You, because our people remember what you have done in life, and that's the leg legacy. Like Arnold Palmer, like Sandy said, Arnold Palmer did that. And for me, I try to follow that. I, I, I try to follow a good player, a good person. And if I can get both, 
it will be fantastic. Uh, and you have, clearly. And to sum it up, it's to work hard, but also to treat others as you like to be treated yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, as you know, you, you know, I filmed the HBO special on Brian Gumble about my book and my life and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm, you know I, I grew up in a tough situation, and I remember that. But through the years, I've been working really hard and listened to people who are better than me and tried to um, uh, a good role model. It's, it's, it's Sandy is for me. I, I'm learning a lot. All these people are still pulling for Sandy. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget that. Those two years, I didn't forget that. So it, it, is, it is quite experience for me carrying the bag and see everything in there. You exude it. You exude it, Esteban, and it's fantastic to see you here. I think it's just a magnificent part of the Masters story and uh, Sandy's involvement, obviously. Uh, very quickly, just before we finish, just remembering back in 1988, Sandy, um, you know, on BBC, uh, and I, I'm looking up now at the balcony, the balcony, right, at the back of the clubhouse, overlooking the big tree. And, you know, these are moments in time. And, you know, today is a fantastic day. It's moving day here at 2017 Masters. But you were there. You came up. And Nick Faldo was there. And, like, this inspired him. Mm-hmm. And you guys were intense rivals, right? But there was a respect. And he was part of the um, commentary team. And he was saying, no, Sandy's going to be able to hit this out of the bunker. And if he can just flight it correctly, it can hit the ridge and it can come back. You know, and yeah. it was like... It was magical in terms of the commentary, but your mom and dad were there. And I'm not sure if that was the first moment that you laid eyes on them as you emerged triumphant, Mm -hmm. you know, at Masters 1988, but that was very, very special. I think my my dad, uh, my parents, mom and dad, it sort of... I think my dad came in a little early because it was getting a bit too tense out there in the last (laughs) few holes with all the... It was like a, a roller coaster, yeah. you know, having the lead and then losing Kalkavecchia the lead. was in there. Kalkavecchia. Well, we were the last match, but Kalkavecchia was right in front of me, so it was really keeping an eye on what Kalkavecchia was doing. So it was a real roller coaster. You know, the the, uh, the two shot lead evaporated very quickly after the double bogey at 12th. So now I'm one behind. So I think it was getting a bit too much for my old man. So the time I got to see him in the clubhouse later on, he's had a few whiskeys by then. So Good for him. Yeah, yeah. He's a good Scot. So. He's definitely a good Scot. He yeah. needed to calm down. <laughs> he definitely needed that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that was one of the, um, I think about the second time he's actually been to the Masters. So, wow. you know, he said to him, I'm, I'm a very happy man. If I die tomorrow, I should be very happy. <laughs> but how amazing is that for a dad to be able to see that, you know? Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, those sort of things. And I think, obviously, when you see some of when one of Tiger's wins, when he greeted his dad off the 18th green, you know, I can, I can feel what he was going through. Yeah. Um, this has been fantastic. And Esteban, you're a gentleman, and it's like, it's I inspirational. I try my best. I try my best. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you here with Sandy. And, you know, this, this, is, a, uh, this is unedited, folks. This is how the conversation evolved. Um, but I just want to finish on this note because, you know, it's a player-caddy relationship. And Dave Musgrove passed away. Yes. And, you know, I, I saw the... I, I actually was replaying the Jack Nicklaus victory in 86 because these things you can kind of punch them in on YouTube yeah. and up they yeah. come. Yeah. And there you were. And this was inspirational for you, yeah. Sandy. Yeah. You played with him when he came exactly. back home in 30 mm-hmm. with his son Jackie on the bag to, mm-hmm. con- you know, conclude that whole father-son relationship. Yeah. But... Um, there you were with Dave 
and I remember reading his book as well subsequently. But can you just finish by you know talking to us a little bit about how much he meant to you as a caddy? Well, he, he was almost um, as a caddy. He was obviously an, an elderly caddy to me, um, but he was more a, like a fatherly touch as well. I mean, I, you got to respect. He'd been caddying for Seve for quite a few years at the time. Um, he's had a few other winners and Open Championship winners. So you, you couldn't really get a much more down-to-earth uh, working caddy than, than what Dave Musgrove was. You no, know, he was kind of dry humour. He kind of we kind of hit it off, as you did say, and uh, um, and I loved his you know I loved his way of caddying the bag and you know when the things weren't going so well out there at, at Augusta after the twelfth hole, you know he. He come out with some words of wisdom, and he said, "Oh, you've been chased for the last three days. Now you've got to do the chasing. You know, it's it's get on with it now, kind of thing." So, uh, you know, the things that all matter an awful lot. And these, uh, we had about eight to nine great years together, and we moved on from then. And I'm sorry to hear that you know he passed away just a, another month or so ago. So I went to his funeral, one of the few I've ever been to. Really? And I was asked to do the eulogy, whatever they call it. The the eulogy, yeah, eulogy, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you did a good job. I had to look up the dictionary to find out what that was. But You're so. being modest again, but that's <laughs> Sandy Lyle for you. Yeah, uh, I know who he is now. I mean, it's... <laughs> what, a, what a great shot on it that he hit out of the bunker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still haven't forget that. You think he forgot that? No. I don't think so. No, we, none of us will forget that. I get reminded uh, nearly every week there's somebody somewhere in the crowd have, have seen the, the, the seven iron and everyone else. And the, the old, it's, uh, it's, a great, it's etched in people's minds, you know, that's yeah. really is. If you'd asked, oh, you know, what, what happened in Bernard Langer's win of the Masters, you'd probably go, don't know. Well, you know, or, or Nicholas, whatever. But, uh, yeah. and it was, um, but that bunker shot just meant... Um, you know, Gene Sarazen making that five wood at the 15th was some of it. And Bubba with the nine iron hooked around yeah, trees then, from you know, an Sh- impossible line. Yeah, Shane, you're absolutely right, and Sandy's absolutely right. I'm telling you for experience, it's, it's, it's a caddy of Sandy. You know, it's all they talk about it is that 1996, when Nicholas makes the putt on... 86 is, yeah. Or, 86, right? Yeah, yeah, 86, yeah, yeah all right. And Sandy hits the seven iron out of that bunker. Yeah, in '88. And etched. people, even young kids, young kids, they still talk about it. And the bubble, uh, bubble, oh, watch on kids it on the. Everyone was uh, down there on the right of ten. Just I saying, was, How did he do that? I was there when Sandy. <laughs> I was getting for Sandy last year. I went down there to take a look. It, it's just amazing, but I still believe hitting out of the bunker and uh, Mark Kalkabeka waiting, waiting. It's pretty sad mm. for him, and it's it's it's, it's, memor- it's it's a good memory for for the for, for the golfers who love the game of golf yeah. to hit to start Sandy hitting out of that seven iron out of the bunker. It, it was just it's one of the greatest shots coming down the stretch that I ever seen. Yeah, you're absolutely it's never right. Never been done. Hmm? Never no. been done before. No. There's been birdies made on the 18th. There oh, yeah. was one of the few that made birdies there. I think the Arnold Palmer was one that made a birdie yeah. on the last hole, but none of them have actually made a birdie from that, that particular bunker. So I've got a little record going on there. No, it's really cool because, I mean, it does kind of, it, it kind of shines a light on your talent mm-hmm. that in the moment and the fire in your belly, which you kind of hide with your <laughs> natural, nice personality, but there's something serious in there that is able to deliver when you have to deliver it kind of 
it's an iconic moment in the Masters, but in, in particular in your career. Uh, just to, very quickly, the, the, the eulogy, was that pressurised for you, for, for Dave Musgrove? Because it's a little bit out of your con- comfort zone. It's, it's out of my comfort zone as far as stand-up and, and, and making a speech, yes, amongst I don't know, about 500 people or more. But, you know, all I was doing really was talking about the experiences uh, David and I had had over the years. So I just picked up, you know, a, a few good ones that I thought they'll, they'll love this. It involved a few little naughty words now and then, but that was, that was speaking on behalf of David. You know, it was, that was his way of saying it. And uh, a lot of them come up and say, oh, I enjoyed your speech. It was very humorous and, uh, I mean, it, it raised the spirits a little bit as well. A fitting tribute to the man, but uh, it kind of also shines a light as we conclude this on the unique relationship of the player and the caddy because it's just the two of you out there relying on each other and um, trusting each other's experiences, each other's uh, relationship, and uh, sharing a, a unique experience together. And I know you value that as we finish here, Esteban. It's interesting. Uh, uh, it hurts me when he missed the putt. It hurt, just like it hurts him and I take the battle as, as same as him and uh, we you know we tried the best we could and every caddy tried the best he can and for me it's it if it hurts him it hurts me so if he makes the putt I have a big smile but I never gave up on him and I will still never give up that I do believe that he can play good at his golf course he can know his golf course better than anybody else I do believe that and um, for me, a wonderful experience uh, as a player, as a caddy. Um, and I'm just very grateful that he gave me the chance to caddy and, and, it's, and know him. And it's, it's pretty amazing uh, through, through my career, my golf, and my life. And if I have to do it again, uh, I'll be glad to do it. Um, uh, I just want him to know that he has a good friend that is not going to go away. We'll be talking about it for many years to come, I can tell you that. (laughs) Hopefully this is only, you know, second stage of a wonderful journey in the Masters now for an incredible Masters champion from 1988, a wonderful servant of the PGA Tour and now the PGA Tour champions and a a real ambassador for Mexico and Mexican golf, Esteban Toledo, caddy for Sandy Lyle here in 2017 at the Masters. Terrific to spend time with both of you and uh, here's to next year. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> You're listening to Shano on the radio, which is a niche media production. Any and all unauthorised use or broadcast of the material contained herein will be in breach of copyright.